my point here is that we need to take the time, track ourselves and find some of these repeating patterns that we have. And if we can find the negative ones and start to instigate ways of pattern interruption, which is bringing awareness to this repeating pattern and finding a way through some kind of trigger to snap ourselves out of this repeating behavior. And then what we can do then is we can have it stack to bring ourselves into a better pattern, a better habit, a better response. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, it's a wonderful Friday here. I've just gotten caught up in a, a one-on-one little coaching session there, so I apologize. I wish I'd have recorded that so I can share with you, but until uh, next time. Today, I really want to share some gratitude. I want to share gratitude for now, this exact moment. Um, I was listening to so I was listening to about four hours of podcast today, so my head's a little bit scrambled, but some of them got into some pretty deep stuff in regards of like traumatic loss and um, you know, losing family and all that sort of stuff, which really made my brain t- tick over and think. And we often get caught in the future and the past, and we fail to live in the now. And I sometimes forget that being in the exact present moment is just the most powerful place to be. And so for me today, all I want to find gratitude for is this exact moment here now and just embrace being embrace having the opportunity to speak on this podcast to have people listen to me to have you know I just had a very good conversation with one of our very very regular listeners here um for a little while which is why I'm a little bit delayed and this will be a bit shorter but being present being here being in the now and not really worrying so much about what's going to happen what's happened in the past is very very powerful thing so today i'm very grateful for just this exact moment and it's kind of liberating you know so i you know put forward to you to find gratitude for as many things and people as you can but sometimes take a step back and just be present you know and if you can find gratitude for the i really is an enlightening enlightening moment where you can sit there and go i am just so grateful for this exact present place um i had that a lot today because of some of the stuff that I was listening to. So yeah, today that that is what I'm grateful for. Um, right. One of the quotes that I want to share with you before I get started, which is a little bit contradictory to what I just said. However, it really got my brain thinking and it was from the book that I'm reading at the moment called The Buddha Who Sold His Ferrari, I believe, by Robin Sherma. And it was, we need to stop living in the memory of the past and start living in the vision of your future or the imagination of your future, I think is the correct word. So often I always talk about perspective and, you know, we think 
I see a lot of people who go, oh, when I was here and they're always reminiscing about the memories they've had in the past times. And they really, that means they're wanting to live in the past. And while having these memories is incredible and I actually live for memories, that's one of the major things why I explore and travel the world and go out and do ridiculous things is so that I can have these memories. But if you're trying to build up a dream and trying to build up something that's that's magical and out of this world, it really struck me. Don't live in the memory of the past. Instead, live in the imagination of your future. And so what to me, what that meant to me is whenever I'm daydreaming, whenever I've got a moment to myself, rather than saying, oh, I wish I was back here, da, 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 da. It's kind of finding pleasure in the moments that have passed. And I guess discernment or, I don't know, I don't want to say unhappiness, but see, seeking betterness from the past. Whereas if we're, I don't know if betterness is a word, but it is now. When we're um, doing the opposite and we're living in the imagination of the future, basically what we're doing is right now what I'm working towards is going to eventuate in this. It's going to eventuate in this. It's going to eventuate in this. And it makes us find gratitude for the moment that we're in because if we're daydreaming and imagining our future, and that means like, oh, so once I finish doing what I'm going to do now, then I've got this action plan, this action plan, and that's going to lead to this. And then I'm going to have this lifestyle. And it's going to be amazing. And so I'm living in this imagination of the future. And it's just like, wow. Cool. I'm super excited. Let me get started now. Let me get my action going. Let me really take take control of what I'm doing in this exact moment so that I can make this future happen. Okay. It's a very powerful shift of perspective, which which triggered me when I was on my jog um, yesterday. I was thinking about this quite a lot and it was very, very moving. Um, and it was, yeah, just don't live in the memory of the past instead live in the imagination of your future and i thought it was very very impactful i just finished the book supernatural and do the meditation daily all about future thinking feeling it now yeah that's great meditation for visualization and future future thinking is is very powerful as well i've just got back into meditation this week and i'm trying to give myself five minutes at the end of just silent visualization and it's been really powerful maybe that's where this stream of thought has come from okay so getting on to what i wanted to talk about today Two things, pattern recognition and pattern interruption. So this relates quite heavily to trading. Um, often, well, basically in trading, what we're doing is we're looking for repeated patterns, which we can capitalize on through our knowledge of how the markets move and you know our knowledge of risk management and X, Y, Z. So once we find a pattern that we see that is familiar to us and we liked its movement, we then try to capitalize on that financially. Um, but what I want to bring attention to is not pattern recognition on the charts, but more pattern recognition in ourself. And so this goes a little along the lines of what I was speaking about just before we got on this call. But you, there's this thing that happens in every situation in, I'm going to say just every situation, period. But basically, there's a stimuli and a response. So as humans, we have, and I spoke about this before, an emotional feedback loop. And what happens is there's an external something that happens, a stimuli that our body feels, whether it's conscious, subconscious, one of our five senses gets some kind of reaction. And then there is a gap between stimuli and response. And during this gap, we have a choice. We have a choice of response. Now, depending on what it is, there might be a stimuli and then a biochemical response, which creates an influx in emotion, which creates thought patterns, which create action. And this is kind of... Um, how we respond to things. So our thought pattern is triggered by an influx of a biochemical change due to an emotion, like an emotion and a thought. And then due to that thought, if we let that continue and manifest and grow, then we, we take action. 
So we have the ability to change that thought and interrupt that thought pattern. So often say we're in a losing trade and it starts to go down and stimuli, it's going down. Emotional response, I'm going to lose. Then we have the thought pattern, oh no, I can't lose this money. I'm going to maybe move my stop loss. That is the response we make. And then what happens again? Repetition. Okay, it moves down further. Ah, emotional response. Ah, I really can't lose this. Then what's my response? Move stop loss down because I don't want to actually take an actual a loss. Hopefully it's going to turn around. I hope it's going to turn around. And this repeats. And what this is, is a pattern. And we need to recognize this pattern. So we've got a stimuli and response pattern of fear, emotional, like, I guess, yeah, um, emotional fear and thought patterns of I can't lose this or tightness. And then we respond by kind of self-sabotaging by moving and making our loss even more. And now this is a very common thing that I see, especially in newer traders, where we really want something and we get stuck in this loop and it just goes down and worse and worse and worse and worse until the pain of being wrong and actually taking the loss is greater than the pain and fear of, of moving it again. And so we kind of get ourselves in this circle of I get, yeah, stimuli and response, and it just gets worse and worse and, and manifests and grow. Now, we can have pattern response, uh, packet, pattern recognition for negative, and we can have pattern recognition for positive. And what I really want us to try and do here is try and observe our, our responses. Try to reserve, and this is the whole reason I wrote the trading journal and created it, is so that what you can do is you can actually track and log the emotions through the trades that you make. And you can do this in anything in life. So track and log your response or emotion or response due to emotion in a certain situation. And you'll start to notice that there are these patterns that you you have come through. So you'll start to notice repeat behavior. So you'll start to notice the same kind of thought patterns that you're doing. So I, as I journal my journal, my, in my journal, I reread a few things. I'm like, oh, I've, I've written this down three or four times. And so what this is, is recognizing my own personal patterns, my patterns of behavior, my on-chart behavior. And so the best, what we can do next is we want to try and switch these this pattern recognition from an, a negative um, repetition of pattern and switch them so we can create these positive um, patterns. I'm sick of using the word pattern. I've said it about a hundred times, but the way that we, we can do this is through pattern interruption. So I like to use a kind of a, like a, a sound or one thing that I've found very handy is elastic band on the wrist. And if you pull it up and flick it. You can kind of use that to snap you out of, of poor habit, poor pattern recognized habits. It's not the best sentence. <laughs> but my point here is that we need to take the time, track ourselves and find some of these repeating patterns that we have. And if we can find the negative ones and start to instigate ways of pattern interruption, which is bringing awareness to this repeating pattern and finding a way through some kind of trigger to snap ourselves out of this repeating behavior. And then what we can do then is we can have it stack to bring ourselves into a better pattern, a better habit, a better response. Okay. So one thing that I like to do is the lackey band on the wrist. I know that it can be quite powerful. I like things on my wrist because I see them. They're visual. I move my hands quite a lot. Um, and so you know, my, my partner makes bracelets and if I'm starting something fresh or clean or like I want a new slate, sometimes I will get a new bracelet. And then when I see it, because I say it's blue or something, and I'm literally just in the process of getting her to get me a new one, then I can, if I look at it and I like, hey, hang on, this is now a trigger 
that I can go, ah, pattern recognition. Uh, this is a behavior I can see myself going. I now see this blue, this interruption. I need to change my pattern. I need, I need to do something now to shift out of this repeating pattern and into a new one. And some of the other things you can do is like click or snap or something that's loud, something that's disruptive, something that gets your um, senses. So another stimuli. So if you find yourself in this loop that's spiraling and you have like, okay, external stimuli, snap, for example. Okay, why has that happened? What's my emotional thought? You get this pattern recognition of this is, means now to me that I'm doing something negative that I'm used to doing and I need a switch. I need a shift. So we're kind of using that as a complete um, like right angle. So once you have this repetition, snap, flick of the wrist. Okay, I need to dismiss of this behavior that I've been repeating and I really need to change. What can I change it to? Okay, what good? What habits are going to benefit me? What habits are going to push me forward? And then you start to stack a good habit after the stimuli. Okay, so this is pattern recognition and pattern interruption. And I think it can be very, very powerful as we work through certain behaviors and certain emotions and certain responses compared to our on-chart behavior. All right, now you'll find that over time, good habits and bad habits can form. And as we're learning, we might learn a certain way that we believe is good, but unfortunately in the long run, as you progress, as your knowledge broadens, as you start to connect the dots from different learnings and start to understand more of your emotions perhaps, then you realize that actually that behavior that I've got that's now kind of ingrained into me isn't the best for my progress. So next time I see myself doing that, next time I see myself picking myself, next time I see that I'm doing that same behavior, I'm going to use some pattern interruption and I'm going to try and shift my focus and do something different. So in the case of my example before, I am moving my stop loss lower, lower. I'm really like, ah, I don't want to take this loss. I don't want to take this loss. Okay, I've moved my stop loss. I find myself moving my stop loss again. Hang on. Pattern interruption. Last few times I do that, it just gets worse and worse. What happens last time I did that? I moved it four or five times. My my 2% loss became an 8% loss. This is the pattern recognition. Starts happening again. I move my stop loss down. Ah, hang on. This is a bad pattern interruption. What am I going to do? Move it back up, take the loss, close immediately, walk away from the computer. All these things can be habits stacked on top of your habit interruption or your or your your stim, your um, pattern interruption, shall I say? And then once you once you start to do this and and practice it and do it over and over again, then your interruption becomes a habit, and you can start to. It can be whatever you want. I find clicks very powerful because I've got a strong click, I think, from playing guitar. And so it's loud. I can feel it in my fingers and I kind of have emotion with it. So for me, something like that is like, hey, come on, snap out of it. Do something different. And often what I'll do is I'll relate that to a positive response, a positive stimuli. And sometimes you may even hear me when I'm when I'm on fire or when I'm really passionate about something and I want to lift my own tempo or lift my own um, energy I have the same kind of like, this is an external stimuli. What's my response? My response is to shift and, you know, move my energy somewhere else and do that. And so sometimes when I'm talking and I've got some expression, I use that to also bring back that good habit of shifting myself into a different state, into maybe the next level and um, using that to pump myself up. So this pattern interruption can be used in a couple of ways, like I said, to completely beeline your, your bad habits, or you can use it to you know, 
move yourself forward, bump yourself up, realize that you're on, like for me, when you're speaking, realize that you're on a path, that you're moving forward and that, you, you know, you want to lift up the energy, pattern interruption, you can, you can boost to that next level. Okay. So a little bit shorter today because I did get stuck in a conversation, but those two key aspects can be very, very powerful if they are practiced routinely. And that is half the reason, if not the majority of the reason why I created the journal so that we can find pattern recognition in our own emotions and behaviors so that we can understand our response to certain stimuli. We can log them, understand them, and then start to adjust them. Bring awareness to the behaviors, find out what's good, find out what's bad, adjust and remove via pattern interruption what is bad, and then grow and expand those behaviors that are good. Okay? Right. I have some stuff to get through this afternoon, so I won't be trading with the group, but to all my traders, let's jump on the trading call. Let's find some points. Make sure you go through all your stuff. Read through your <clears throat> trading rules. Read through all of your behavioral stuff. And those who are listening on the podcast, I shall see you on Tuesday. And to the traders, I will be back with you on Monday for a little bit. But for now, thank you very much, everyone. Have a fantastic and very enjoyable weekend. And I will speak to you soon. Much love. Bye.